Thank you, Ethan, for that singing, and thank you, church, for that singing as well. That was good. It's what a preacher needs when he gets up, you know? A little boost, and I appreciate you guys doing your part. Um, welcome to Wilshire. I know uh, Brother Newell already gave that welcome, but uh, we are very, very grateful that you're with us. Members, visitors, thank you for being here. Visitors, Especially, we love having visitors. You've come to a good church. Right after this worship service, as has already been mentioned, we'll have a little time of fellowship. Please join us for that. And then Bible classes right after that. Hope you'll join us for that too. Where are you going to go? It's raining outside. Stay for Bible class. It'll be awesome. You know, I have realized something. I haven't been thinking of myself enough. And I was raised, like a lot of you were raised, joy means Jesus first, others second, yourself last. But you know what? I've realized I've been very unhappy lately because I haven't been thinking of myself first. And so I want to talk about that a little bit today. There are some specific times where I am more miserable than God wants me to be, specifically because I'm thinking of others when I should be thinking about myself. And I suspect you've probably struggled with this too. So stick with me today. Some of you are already tweeting. Preacher has brain hemorrhage in the pulpit. The passage that I want to go through today is this Romans 12 passage. We're going we're gonna to use most of it. It's there on your study sheets, I hope. And I think this is a passage about power. It says, it starts off, we didn't put that on the study sheet, offer your bodies as a living sacrifice. Paul is exploring a theme that he mentioned a few chapters earlier, back in Romans chapter 8. He says, in all these things, we are more than conquerors through him who loves us. How many of you have been feeling all that much like a conqueror? I have over and over and over again looked at myself and realized my happiness has been drained away because I am allowing myself not to recognize that Jesus Christ has made me a conqueror. And I've been made to feel powerless and weak when Jesus Christ does not want me to be either of those things. 
And the fix, in very specific circumstances, is to think of myself first. Romans 12, 16 through 18. Live in harmony with one another. Do not be proud, but be willing to associate with people of low position. Do not be conceited. Do not repay anyone evil for evil. Be careful to do what is right in the eyes of everyone. If it is possible, as far as it depends on you, live at peace with everyone. This is Christian power. This is Christian conquest. When you face the world, Jesus Christ has clothed you with the power to live at peace, to avoid repaying evil for evil, to, as far as is possible, do good. These are the things that Jesus Christ has given you the power to do. Do not let the world take away your happiness. Here's my first lesson. I found this to happen to me over and over and over again. Yodi and I will spend a perfectly lovely evening talking to each other, have a nice meal, watch a little TV. We, we particularly like British detective shows. At the end of the evening, we will watch some news. Actually, the worst is when we watch comedians talking about the news. We like that because it makes us laugh, and yet the news they are talking about is so enraging. We get so frustrated by what politicians are doing that we go to bed, I go to bed, miserable. Had a wonderful evening. But I don't go to bed at peace. I don't go to bed at war. Why can't they just do the right thing? How dare they say, how dare they do, how in the world can they sleep at night when they... I go to bed filling my mind with the thoughts of what those people should be doing. And you know what? I am powerless to make them do the right thing. And the reason I'm in agony, the reason I am unhappy, the reason I'm in pain is because I'm powerless to make them do the right thing. I want them to do the right thing. I see so clearly what they should be doing. But I can't make them do it. And this is one of those times when I should be thinking of myself first. When you are unhappy about how people are behaving in politics, think 
of yourselves first. You do not have the ability to control what Democrats do, what Republicans do, what this side or that side does, what the president does. You do not have the ability to control that. And as you agonize and frustrate yourself over that, the devil has the ability to plant in your mind this message over and over and over again. You're helpless. You're helpless. You're helpless. You are helpless. When Jesus Christ says, you are more than a conqueror. And it's times like these when you need to take up your power as a Christian. A part of the illusion of the powerlessness that Satan is preaching into our lives is that Satan only wants us to focus on a very narrow kind of power, and it's all sort of negative power. It's the dark side of the force, if you want. Satan wants you to believe that the only kind of power that really matters is the power to coerce, the power to tax, the power to kill, the power to do harm. And that, of course, is the power of government, the power of politics, the power of those who wield political power and military power and police power. And the more you meditate on that, and why can't the people that have that power do the right thing, the more Satan can get you to feel powerless. But you have been granted these powers that are mentioned here in Romans. You have the power to live in whatever circumstance the way Jesus Christ lived. To live at peace, to live in harmony, to live without trying to impose your status on others, to live without trying to repay evil for evil, to live by doing what is right in the sight of others, even when everyone else is doing what is wrong, to live at peace with everyone. I'm telling you this because this has been laid on my heart. I've realized something that's been making me unhappy, and I figure if it's been making me unhappy, it's been making some of you unhappy. I am resolved in myself that when I'm enraged by what other people aren't doing and that I have no power to make them do, to think about myself. What is it I need to be doing to bring about the righteousness of Jesus Christ? 
the power that I do have. Godly power, not. I don't want to take up the weapons of Satan. I don't want to get on Facebook and, and become a liar, become a slanderer, to become a deceiver. Well, they're deceiving, so I should probably tell some lies too. They're slandering, so I should probably slander back. They're bending and shaping the truth to fit them, so I'm going to bend and shape the truth right. I don't want to take up the weapons of Satan. I want to take up the power that God has given me to do what's right. Because Jesus says, through Paul, his instrument, I'm more than a conqueror. And I'm sick of feeling powerless. And I want to take up my godly power. That's one time when I think I need to think of myself first. Here's another. When your relationship is going to be ruined unless someone admits what they did wrong, Think of yourself first. There are a lot of times when I am frustrated because somebody needs to make this right. I can't make Yodi, or I can't make my boss, or I can't make a co-worker, or I can't make whoever I'm having a conflict with do the right thing. I can't. I don't have that power. And Satan, therefore, uses that event to tell me, see, told you you were powerless. I'm not powerless. I'm just wanting a power that it's impossible for me to have. I don't have power over other people. And I need to think about myself first. What can I do in this situation? What part of this is actually on me? Yeah, but if I go to them, they're going to think I'm weak. Maybe they might. It's, that's kind of on them. Do you want to be the worst person in the relationship or the best person in the relationship? Do you want to be the person who is least like Jesus or most like Jesus? What if they're never like Jesus? Well... When you get to heaven, when you get to the judgment seat, you'll say, well, I tried. I tried to do these things. That's your power. You do not have the ability to control what other people do. But here's the promise. Here's the, here is what your power does for you. The power of Jesus Christ to continually put out into the relationships you have, the love and grace and caring of Jesus Christ doesn't make other people do the right thing. But it gives them confidence that here is a safe place for me to choose to do the right thing. And it invites righteousness back. And so... When your relationship is going to be ruined when some, unless someone admits what they did is wrong, think of yourself first. Put righteousness into your relationships. Do not take revenge, my dear friends, but leave room for God's wrath, for it's written, it's mine to avenge, I will repay, says the Lord. 
On the contrary, if your enemy is hungry, feed him. If he's thirsty, give him something to drink. In doing this, you will heap burning coals on his head. Do not be overcome by evil, but overcome evil with good. I hardly know of a passage that better encapsulates what Christian power is all about. Your power, your superpower as a Christian than those last words in chapter 12 of Romans. Overcome evil. Well, I'm all about that, Paul. Just give me a big enough gun. I'll go overcome all the evil. No. Overcome evil with good. Jesus said, if it's about killing people, I can kill everybody. The night he was about to be tried, beaten, and crucified, Peter and the others said, we got swords, let us fight. And he says, I can call 12 legions of angels. It's enough to kill everybody on earth a couple of dozen times. It's not about power. God wants to do this through righteousness, through love, through forgiveness. And he wants you to do it that way too. Do not be overcome by evil. Overcome evil with good. That's your power. Yeah, well, what if I put good out there? What if I turn the other cheek? And they just slap it. They slapped it. Turn another cheek. You know, you could just keep turning your head. And you can let them know that there is nothing they can do that will make you give up your power as a Christian. They will use their kind of power, the power of evil, and you will not give up your power for good. You will go on trying to act in a loving way. You will go on trying to inject righteousness into the situation. Now understand, righteousness does not just keep silent in the face of wrongdoing. Jesus told the truth, got him killed. You tell the truth. And you speak to the most powerful people who need to hear it most and usually hear it the least. But you do not take up the weapons of slander. You do not take up the weapons of abuse. You do not take up the weapons of revenge. That'll show them. No, it really won't show them. You be Jesus. That is your power. And strangely enough, the more you do this, the more that frustration of powerlessness, the more that leeching away of your happiness will be replaced by the joy of your Lord. the joy of being empowered 
in the way Jesus Christ was empowered. Even as he was dying on the cross, he was not powerlessness. He was not powerless. He was in control. He was able to look at the people who were killing his body and pronounce, forgive them. They don't even understand what's going on. They don't even know what's happening here. Please, God, forgive them. Third point where I need to think about myself first, you need to think about yourself first. When you ask, how come the church isn't doing something about, think of yourself first. We get frustrated because the church, this congregation, or the church at large, Christianity at large, isn't acting the way that it should, and it's often not. If you're going to lose your power, if you're if you put your power in the hands of what other people are doing. If you make your happiness dependent on what others are doing, you're always going to feel power. And Satan is going to come whispering in your ears, told you, you're not a conqueror. There is no conquest here. Give all this Christianity stuff up. Jesus says, through Paul, you are more than a conqueror. The kind of power that's been granted to you is the power wielded by Jesus Christ. It is the power of putting righteousness out into this world that sorely needs it. Even if no one else in this church is righteous, you be righteous. If you begin to open your eyes to it, you start to see all the others who are doing exactly that. But even if you were the only one, you be righteous. Think of yourself first in this context, and the joy of Jesus Christ will begin to creep into your life. Pass, uh, the, the Romans 12 passage is filled with power starting up in verse 3 the power that's been specifically granted to Christians. For by the grace given me, I say to every one of you, don't think of yourselves more highly than you ought, but rather think of yourselves with sober judgment in accordance with the faith God has distributed to each of you. God has given you something. Be honest about what that is. And then he begins to talk about what that might be. He talks about it in very general terms, but each of us can apply it to ourselves. Verse 4, For just as each one of us has one body with many members, and these members don't all have the same function, so in Christ we, though many, form one body, and each member belongs to all the others. We have different gifts according to the grace given to each of us. If your gift is prophesying, then prophesy in accordance with your faith. If it's serving, then serve. If it's teaching, then teach. If it is to encourage, then give encouragement. If it's 
giving, then give generously. If it's to lead, then do it diligently. If it's to show mercy, do it cheerfully. Love must be sincere. Hate what's evil, cling to what's good. Be devoted to one another in love. Honor one another above yourselves. Never be lacking in zeal. Keep your spiritual fervor serving the Lord. Be joyful in hope, patient in affliction, faithful in prayer. Share with the Lord's people who are in need. Practice hospitality. We're just loaded with power. Satan comes whispering in our ears, you can't do anything about the situation. And, and Paul says, you're just loaded with power. There are things all of us have the ability to do. And, it, and it's devastating. And it, and it rends God's heart that your heart is being rent. That Satan is sometimes getting into your brain to say, I can't do anything about this. You have power. I am not trying to preach a sermon to make you feel guilty. This sermon is the opposite of a, just get out there and do more, you lazy bunch of Christians. That is, this is the opposite of that kind of a sermon. This is a sermon that says Satan wants to rob you of happiness and God wants to fill your life with the joy. The joy of living in the reality that even if the world is fallen, which it is, and even if we are beset on every side by people who are, to some extent, captivated by wickedness, which we are, we have been empowered by God to put righteousness and truth and grace and forgiveness out into God's world. And every time a Christian does that, we do a little bit of a demonstration of the truth that Jesus Christ is coming back to claim the world. And every time we do that, our own heart is filled a little bit more with the joy of our Lord. I want every one of us to live in that abundance. I want every one of us to live in that peace. I want every one of us to live in that power. In another book, Paul writes, Philippians 4.13, I can do all things through him who strengthens me. He didn't say, well, I could do some things if only the Republicans would act. I could do some things if the Democrats would just stop. I could do, I would do a few things if my family would. I could, I might do some stuff if only my church was, I maybe would start doing some things if I just could get work straight. I can do all things through him who strengthens me. I'm sad that I only got one amen from that. I, I literally pounded the pulpit. You saw me literally. I, that hurt. That hurt my hands. Okay, I'm going to say it again. I'm going to give you a second chance. I want everyone to say at least something when I finish. 
I can do all things through him who strengthens me. That's right, amen. That is right. You can. That is not just pious words in a 2,000-year-old book. That's living truth from your God. He wants you to go out into the world and live that truth every day. Even if no one else lives it, you can live it. And that is your joy, and that is your peace, and that is your power. Praise God for the salvation of Jesus Christ. If you need to respond in some way publicly, we always, always invite you. If you, today is the day you want to be baptized and start this wonderful new life, please come forward as we stand and as we sing.